This episode of the Sensibly Cynical Podcast is in part sponsored by the Greener Grass Podcast, featuring two best friends that bring in humor and personal stories as they weigh the pros and cons of random topics, asking the question, what would you rather? If you want to start your week off with some laughs, check out new episodes every Monday on all major podcast platforms. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. My name, of course, is Sean. I am so excited today. Shortly, I will be joined by Mr. Clint Woolsey. He is the lead vocalist and guitarist from the country rock band Stone Cynic. This five-piece band infuses hard rock, bluegrass, funk, metal, and classic country into an amazing sound that is unique and is incredible. Their latest single, Slow Crusade, is available now. Enjoy my interview with Mr. Clint Woolsey. And joining me now, he is a guitarist and the lead vocalist of the band Stone Senate. Clint Woolsey, what's going on? Hey, how are you, brother? Dual sad. It's always good in life, you know? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Right, so there's it's a five piece group, right? There's five of you. Yeah, it's a five piece group. It's uh, uh, the drums and the uh, the bass player are brothers, uh, David Zettler on drums and Paul Zettler on bass, and then we got two other uh, guitar players that handle most of the lead stuff. Uh, they kind of get that that dueling lead thing going. Uh, James Edwards on one guitar and Ted Hennington on the other. Is it southern rock, country rock? You know. The band, I know you guys do like five different types of um, genres, I guess, in one set. Like, explain it, the dynamic. Yeah, you know, it's kind of kind of wild, man. We were we never really set out to be like southern rock, but because uh, most of the band, besides the other four guys, besides myself, they're all from Meridian, Mississippi, uh, and I'm from Nashville, and so we kind of we were just playing what we considered, you know, like kind of classic rockish kind of stuff uh, with some country, older country influence, I guess, you know, the classic country influence. And then so people started calling us Southern Rock, I think because we were all from the South, you know. But um, And then when we were trying to uh, establish exactly what we were uh, to, to try and promote this new record, we were kind of saying well, Southern Rock, and then we were told that the new bands that are doing Southern Rock are considered country rock now. Right. What I looked up was, it, was, it said hard rock, bluegrass, funk, metal, and classic country. That seems like my type of band, so I was like, oh, it's all about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, all about it, man. What's the origin story? Well, uh, the bass player and I started the band back in 2008 here in Nashville with uh, with some other guys, and just over the years, uh, we, we slowly added each of the current members in, you know, and so, uh, uh, like I said, the uh, the drummer and the bass player are brothers, and uh, James, one of the lead guitar players, he, he grew up 
with the drummer and the bass player, so they already knew each other. And uh, the three of them also knew uh, our other lead guitar player from a, from another band back in the day and stuff. And so it, it all kind of just fell together perfectly, man, because it, it, we all play really well together. And, you know, it's uh, we're little, little family, man. So it was, uh, it, it was cool how, how it all kind of worked out like that, you know. So talk about Star City. Was that your first album, EP, or what was what was that? Uh, Star City was our second EP. Okay. Uh, we, we did Star City with uh, a guy named Kenny Olsen, who uh, played lead guitar with Kid Rock and a few other folks. Uh, he produced it with us, and uh, I guess that was uh, a, a few years ago. But, uh, but yeah, well, we did, uh, I guess, six songs on that one, all original songs and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. the thing with that record, man, but we... We've been playing all that stuff live for a few years before that, and we've been always kind of hit the road as hard as, as we possibly could, you know. So, uh, but we did that record really, really quickly. Really cool, man, to work with Kenny Olsen. Uh, you know, he's 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 a great guy, but he's an unbelievable guitar player. So it was it was really cool, man. It was quite the experience, I have to say, you know. Yeah, the song that stuck out to me actually was Martha. I saw the video. That's pretty cool. You took, what was it, road footage? Talk about how that was produced. Yeah, actually, James, one of our uh, uh, guitar players, he uh, he always is taking pictures and video and stuff. And, uh, you know, just because we didn't have much of a budget really back then, uh, he just used a bunch of the footage he had. And, um, and, and he, he had some kind of editing program. He's not real technical, you know, but... Uh, but man, it came out really cool, you know, and we get a lot of compliments on it. Really cool. So when did you, I guess, realize that, oh, yeah, we're going to, we have a good dynamic here. Was it immediately, like, was the, you know, was it just off the bat? Pretty much was immediately, you know, just because they had all played together for a few years and they'd grown up together, you know. It made it just, everything just fit right in and it was, it was almost immediate, man, you know, that we, we felt like we had something real real cool, real special, you know what I mean, that we could finally try and do something good with. We, we'd all been trying to uh, to be, you know, to have a successful music career for years right. and years. And when this group of guys finally got together, it, it really mm-hmm. felt like well, we, we were going to be able to do that, you know. This was after all this digital media, right? So did you did you actually have CDs then? Uh, man, it was uh, CDs. You know, we didn't really have much of a streaming presence. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, we just sell them on the road and stuff, and um, and then you know sell them through our website and, and all that stuff, and uh, went through a few thousand copies out on the really? road. Really? Uh, yeah, man. And so it was it was really it was really cool, man. You know, we we got a lot for the for the grassroots kind of promotion that we were doing, man. It, it worked out really well, you know. Yeah, I, I uh, see you guys have a good presence on Spotify. Uh, you know, just we have a great team uh, that we're working with with management promotion and, and the record label and stuff and, uh, and so man they, they really helped us market it and, and get our streams up it's all about streams man that's it hell it man <laughs> hell, uh, something about it every day you know <laughs> the streaming world is is uh, is really cool though man because it, I, I never realized it until recently that you know even if you don't have much of a budget to work with man if you get your stuff on one of the streaming sites and then try and just promote mm-hmm. it however you can man you can reach tons <clears throat> of people 
know, that uh, crazy internet thing, I guess. You know? <laughs> yeah, so talk about uh, influences. I saw on there that Leonard Skinner is one of them. Is that true? Yeah, man. We're all, you know, big Skinner fans and, uh, and the Allman Brothers band, of course. Uh, you know, and, uh, 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 you know, along with Merle Haggard and Waylon Jennings and, and you know, uh, some of the classic stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, definitely big Skinner fans, man. You know, th- those guys really had something special going, you know. I know you briefly mentioned, you know, success financially. Was it like, I know you guys had had a good vibe, obviously, from the start. But what about financially? Were you guys just, you know, was that from the start? Or did that take a while to get going? It took a while, man. You know, uh, I guess the, the original game plan was to, like, tour as much as humanly possible. So we took, like, every gig that, that was offered to us. And uh, no matter what the pay was, some a lot better than others. And and uh, so that, that was kind of our way to uh, to try and, and get noticed and, and discovered, I, I guess, you know, and to right. try and work our way up to, to get a, a deal with a label, you know. And um, it, it took several years, but uh, but it, it finally paid off for us and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we cross country multiple times and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it was one hell of a good time, uh, but uh, just uh, didn't make a whole lot of money, <laughs> you know. Some of y'all must have had good uh, good bar tabs, you know. <laughs> this isn't nowadays where you pick the visa thing and you put it to the scanner, you know. I know it, right? <laughs> I think we picked bar tabs and loose uh, with some uh, loose change and stuff. <laughs> I know we talked about Star City. What are the other ones that you've done? Other EPs? The, the first EP we did uh, was just titled just one, uh, and that was back in two thousand. 14 or, or early 15 uh, and that was just a, a six P uh, we did with a guy named Vance Powell uh, and and uh, a guy named Eddie Spear uh, up here in Nashville uh, and that was really cool and, and again kind of like Star City that first DP uh, we had been playing that stuff for, for so long uh, live you know that we just went in there and busted it out in like five days the whole thing was recorded mixed and mastered and done you know um, and so, and that actually uh, had a few of the the former band members on it and stuff. Um, but uh, but it's man, I, I love that record, you know. And we, we still play everything from the the first EP and Star City. We play it all live, you know, still. And, and so it's uh, it, it's some cool stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, we briefly mentioned being on the road. Do you got any funny stories to share? stories from uh, people getting drunk and passing out or whatever. You got to carry them out of the, the bar, you know, <laughs> to, you know, uh, we, were out, we were out in California and uh, I guess we just weren't used to the, some of the, the way people are out there, you know, and, and uh, you know, we just, we got called uh, rednecks and, and what, what have you, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the first couple of days out there, which we, we are, I guess, you know, but, um, you know, it was, uh, it ended up being a, a great trip and stuff. And, mm. um, we're all, uh, big history buffs, you know? And so anytime we're going out, we always try and, uh, see whatever sites we can, you know, uh, from Mount Rushmore to really the kid's grave site, you know, uh, yeah. to anything, 
and stuff. So we, we try and make it uh, uh, an eventful adventure, you know, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. So um, you got any pranksters? Is it there's a prankster? Yeah, there's a couple pranksters. Our, uh, our bass player always passes out first. <laughs> and uh, we all get Sharpies handy to, uh, you know, draw little pictures and messages <clears throat> on him, you know. Uh, <laughs> Hello, everybody. Let me tell you about this amazing gaming channel on YouTube from my friend Tyson Sainer, who was on the podcast once before as we went over the history of Jackass. In his channel, conveniently titled Tyson Sainer Gamer, he revisits old classic video games in a comedic yet insightful manner that is a must, must see for any and all gamers. So, once again, that is Tyson Saner Gamer on YouTube. Now, back to my interview with Clint Woolsey of Stone Senate. Yeah, so talk about this uh, this single, Slow Crusade. Uh, man, see, this is the, the second single. Uh, we did, we did a, a new record of 13 songs uh, uh, about midway through last year, through the pandemic there. And um, uh, th- this one's, uh, it's mellow you know it's it's a true story you know uh lyrically and stuff i'd gone through a a divorce and um and i had a my my little pup passed away suddenly and stuff and so um i just kind of i kind of just was uh it was almost therapeutic man writing it you know um and so uh and it was actually i wrote it the night before we were our first rehearsal for pre-production to do this new record and stuff. And so it was, it, we put it together really quickly and uh, it was a little, little different for it is uh, we normally try and stay on the more on the rocking side of, of things. But, uh, but this came out really cool, man, you know, and uh, this new record is going to be really cool, man. There, there's some real kind of psychedelic kind of stuff on there. And then there's some real rocking stuff and, and everything kind of in between, you know, yeah, man. So some of the lyrics kind of spoke to me, man. Like finally found strength to talk, and like you know, and it's just it really speaks to me, you know. Slow crusade, you know, of myself. Is that what? I don't want to get the lyric wrong, but yeah, it's a slow crusade against myself. Against myself, okay, yeah. It's just kind of like uh, you kind of just go through shit, you know what I mean, and and uh, and you just try to figure out how to how to deal with it, I guess. Which is there's a line in there like fix some pictures on the wall, you know, because you, you kind of just, you know, at one point uh, I, I thought uh, I thought I was going to have to go to rehab. I was drinking so much, you know, and it's just one of them things, man, you know. But uh, you just I just trying to deal with the uh, with the loss and, and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, like depressants, you know, they're depressants for a reason, you know. Oh, for sure, man, for sure. But yeah, it's, it was cool, man. Like I said, it was kind of therapeutic, man, writing that song. It, it, it honestly really helped me out a whole lot, man. Changed my whole outlook, you know. Well, I'm happy to hear it, man. So where did you grow up at again? You said Nashville, right? You're from Nashville? Yeah, I, I grew up here in Nashville. What was your experience like growing up? Uh, it was it was great, dude. You know, they, they call it Music City. I mean, they, they ain't lying, man, because it's, I mean, it's all kinds of music. Yeah, obviously a lot of country and bluegrass and stuff, but uh, all through high school and uh, and, and after that, man, I, I was playing in mostly, 
you know, different rock and roll bands. Uh, and I, I joined in with a, uh, a cover band for a few years, uh, and then went, went back to an original rock band and stuff. And so, but here in Nashville, man, you can find metal, you know, hip hop, all kinds of stuff. So it's, uh, it, it's really, it, it was cool, man. There's a ton, ton of players here. Mm. So it wasn't hard to find other folks to, to play music with, you know. And uh, it's just, it was overall great, man. I, I love this town. I spoke to a country singer um, not too long ago. I just wanted to get your opinion on, on what he said. There's something he said that kind of stuck to me, and I just wanted to see if you agree or whatever. So he said that when he, his name is Michael Kinn. I don't know if you've heard of him. Okay, yeah, and I spoke to him, and he said that he spoke to Travis Tritt, and Travis Tritt said, lead with other people's stuff, and then come in with your own stuff at the end. Would you agree with that? I would absolutely agree with that. I, I, in fact, I always heard that when I started playing. They said, always always add other people's songs, like some covers, into your set, you know, and then get their attention by playing that stuff, and then slide one of your originals in there. And then go back, you know, to the to the covers for a few songs, and then slide another original in. It actually works, you know, when, especially when nobody knows, you know, who, who you are. Or they're not, mm-hmm. really, you know what I mean? You're just trying to you're trying to capture them, you know, get their attention and stuff. And so, yeah, that's words to live by, right there, man. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, talk about the album promotional wise. Like, so how are you guys getting it out, and what's the how's that going? Getting it out there and stuff. Yeah. Uh, well. With it at Dead Horse uh, Marketing and Branding are doing a great job, and, and then the, the, the record labels doing a wonderful job. Uh, we kind of talked about the, the the streaming presence that uh, or lack of streaming presence, I should say that that, that we had um, or didn't have, I guess, uh, up until our first single on this new record went out in uh, early November, and then our our numbers went went way up. And uh, man, I mean it's. There's a lot of truth, man, in promotion. You know what I mean? And just mm-hmm. trying to get it out there into new people's uh, ears and stuff, man. It's, it's, it's not easy, but once you're able to do it, it seems like it gets a little easier each time, you know? And just finding every possible outlet to to, to, to use, you know, and take every opportunity that, that we possibly can, man. You know, because especially right now, uh, in a pandemic, nobody does like the radio tours, and so and everything's virtual, uh, which is cool too, man. You know, but hopefully some of that stuff will come back, man, because that's always a lot of fun. You know, visiting the the different radio stations mm-hmm. and all that, man. It's the the promotion is just to try and get and uh, and take uh, as many opportunities as as we can. You know what I mean? And so it's uh. And it's a, it's a lot of fun doing it too, man. I, I tell you what, it's it's a fun ride. So yeah, man. Where can people find the single? And on you know Spotify and uh, all the streaming platforms, um, and then uh, you can purchase it, you know, on iTunes. And then we'll actually have uh, some vinyl and some CDs uh, later this year when the when the full album comes. You know, and uh, you can always go to stones.com. Uh, or our Facebook page, and uh, and there's info on that stuff there as well. So you stone send it on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, yes, sir, absolutely. So are you guys doing any um, Zoom concerts or anything virtual uh, shows? You know what, uh, we, uh, we we did one like full band uh, electric uh, 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 Zoom 
concert uh, for a, a tequila company called Number One Tequila, and, uh, and that was really cool. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure we're, we're going to do another one here in the next couple of months. Um, but uh, we're actually going back out on the road uh, next month for uh, a few shows down in for a week down there, and then um, uh, a couple festivals, small festivals in Texas after that, you know. So hopefully this will, the live thing will, you know, get back on the road will kind of pick it back up here, you know. Hey, before you go, there's that song that I saw that, you know, that you guys have the most um, views on YouTube. It's like Whiskey. What was the name of the song? Sorry. Oh, uh, Whiskey Helps. That was the, the first single uh, we put out back in November uh, off this new record. And uh, it's just like a kind of like a party anthem kind of thing, man. It's good up-tempo. Uh, got some cool slide guitar in it, and uh, it's just talking about uh, how ha- happy hour is, I guess, a little therapy as well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's no really, like, rocket science with it. It's just straight to the grind, huh? Yeah, man, that was one of the first ones we wrote for it, uh, and, uh, it, man, it, it went like that, dude. It was it was written pretty quick. It's a nice up-tempo, like I said, some cool slide guitar stuff. Uh, and it's it's uh, got three three electric guitars packed in there and uh, crunching along and it's uh, it's a good deal, man. I, well, I'm a I'm a jack guy myself, so yeah. Well, dude, that's it, man. Hey, have you tried the uh, that new peanut butter whiskey called Screwball yet? <laughs> no, no. Uh, you, you gotta you gotta try a shot of it, man. Jack guy. And now I'm, Screwball is is my Screwball and a beer, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right, Clint. Well, tell the fellas I said um, thank you, and as I'm as I'm scratchy as hell. <laughs> That's all good, man. No worries. I appreciate you taking the time. All right, man. Have a good night. Yes, sir. You too, Sean. But now that was awesome. Once again, I would like to thank Clint Woolsey of Stone Center for coming on the podcast today. Before I go, you guys should check out TysonSaner.com. Not only is his link to the YouTube channel that I mentioned earlier in the podcast available on there. But you can find links to the Anti-Social Show, Succotash Shut-In, his SoundCloud, and more. So, check his website out. Also, please check us out on Twitter at CynicalSensibly, Instagram, SensiblyCynicalPod, and you can check out our Facebook group. Also, if you could be amazing listeners and Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. It would be absolutely, positively amazing. Thank you for being a listener of Sensibly Cynical. Please stay safe, mask up, and take care.